Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live. Praise the Lord. How are you doing today? Are you doing good? I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you today. And I'm, It's a privilege and an honor to get to spend time together in God's Word today, and I hope that you're thrilled to be here. Are you ready for a good week? Are you ready for some special things to happen this week? I believe God wants everybody to have a good week, and I believe he's got some special things in store for you this week. You know, but you got to be expecting it. You got to be ready for it, you know, and you got to be looking for it every day so that God can move on your behalf. It's important that we have expectation and looking for him to move, you know, and, and I believe he'll move if you're willing to do that on a daily basis, looking for him to do some special things in store for you. You know, uh, Oral Roberts used to say, you know, that he's a good God. Amen. And, and there's something good's going to happen to you. And I believe this week, something good's going to happen to you. Maybe you had a bad week last week, and maybe you had a lot of challenges this last few hours, you know, or this day today, you know. Well, this could be the best week you ever had that we're starting this week. It just has to do with how you see things and what you're looking at this week, praise the Lord. Make it your focus to focus on God doing something wonderful this week in your life, you know. And if you look for him to do it, I believe he's going to do some wonderful things for you. You know, you didn't just happen to tune in by accident. You didn't just happen to flip this on. I believe the Holy Spirit drew you here, and I believe he's got something special he wants to say to you. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that he could actually speak to you right there in your car or right there on your couch, right there in your headphones, you know? Yeah, I believe he could do it. He uses people all the time, and he, he wants to minister to you and encourage you today. You know, maybe everybody's told you that this week's going to be some, ch- there's going to be challenges. Maybe they said it's going to be the worst week you ever had, but you know, you can change that by looking for the right things this week. Some good things are going to happen this week, and you're going to see God move in a special way this week, and it just has to do with the focus that you have today, praise the Lord. Do you believe that? I believe it, praise the Lord. Well, you can catch us live every Wednesday and Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Time on Wednesdays. If we're not here for some reason, we'll post a message. That's why it's good to follow us on uh, jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com just in case we're not there for some reason. You can get the posted message. We make sure that you have messages every week. And if for some reason I'm not there, then we will post a message so that you do have a message or something to listen to to encourage your faith and to build you spiritually, build you up spiritually there. And of course, on Sundays, we're here at 4 p.m. Centrally. I seldom miss a Sunday, and I'm here every 4 p.m. Central Time. Sometimes I'm a little late. I have a lot of things going here, if you didn't know. I, I have uh, things recording me, videotaping me. <laughs> I've got three microphones going right now, and it's because we have quite a bit to set up there and get everything and set up the way we need it to. But we are here. We try to be here right about 4 p.m. every uh, Sunday for you uh, so that we can encourage your faith and help you to grow spiritually. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, you can also catch us. If you can't catch the live services, you can listen to the rebroadcast on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. Uh, you can catch us on Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, and Samsung. And of course on YouTube, right after we get done, you know, this video will be posted it usually goes up after processing with YouTube about nine o'clock. If you want to catch the video message, you know, sometimes people want to catch the video message. And so you can watch that about nine, about nine o'clock. You should be able to put the comments on there to be uh, streaming and uh, you're welcome to check that out on YouTube. Praise the Lord. So uh, if you'd like to do those things, you can. Of course, if you'd like to give, you can give. You can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com to give. Uh, Luke 638 says, give and it shall be given to you good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom, you know. But there's no pressure to give here. All of our resources are free. But if you want to give, I believe God will do a mighty blessing and encourage your life and uh, with a blessing with the blessings of God in your life, you know. If you're not giving here, give somewhere so God can produce in your life the things that you need to have on it. a monthly basis, you know. He can be your source for everything, and he should be your source for everything in your life. Do you believe that? Amen. He should be your source for everything. He's a whole lot more true to you than the stock markets. He's a whole lot more true to you than your investments. You can trust God. His laws work. And so it's important to be giving to him every every month or weekly if you can there. Just giving to God so that he can be a blessing in your life. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to be getting into our message. We've been talking about facing a killer. 
Amen. You know, and we're not lifting up the devil here. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we don't ever lift up the devil here. He's a defeated foe. But we are talking about how to, you know, recognize your enemy and how to have a focus on, you know, making sure that you're, you're not letting him overcome you and your life, you know. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit more today. Go over to 1 Timothy 6.12 as we pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today, Father. We thank you that you're a good, good, good God, Father. And I thank you, Father, I get to wake up to you every day, Father. I get to go to bed to you every night, Father. And you don't sleep or slumber. You're with us all the way through. And we just thank you, Father, for that, Father. You're precious, Father. That one today that's depressed, Father, we thank you that you're precious to them and helping them to get up every day and be encouraged, Father, and getting them back on the right path. And, Father, we just thank you for that one, Lord, that's in bondage, Father, that they're encouraged today, Father. You're delivering them right now, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, there's someone there that's even wanting to have a child, and they're told that they can't do it medically. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you you can make it happen. Father, you, that's not a problem for you, and we just believe and receive in Jesus' name that they'll have a baby, and we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Somebody, even a spiritual baby, they're wanting to have a dream, and they're trying to get their dream to come to pass, and Father, we just thank you that you're there for them, Father, right now, and Father, we just ask that you help them see that through in Jesus' name, help them to write their vision and walk out their vision and fulfill their vision, Father, in you, in Jesus' name, and we give you the praise, Father, for that today in Jesus' name, and as as we get into the word, we thank you that you flood us with light, help us to see some stuff we never seen before, help us to hear some stuff we never heard before, and help everybody leaving to get what they need today, Father, as they listen to this message to get what they need today, Father, as they leave, they, they have the direction and guidance that they need, and Father, we just thank you, Father, for no one leaving without getting what they need today, in Jesus' name, and Father, we, we thank you in advance, Father, we don't want to, before we go, we minister to you, thank you for taking care of our families, taking care of us, thank you for us being here and receiving from you yet. And we just thank you, Father, for all the good things that you're doing on a daily basis. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm so glad to be with you today. <laughs> amen. If you're listening today, I'm so glad you're listening to me today. If you're seeing me on the video, I'm so glad you see me today. And uh, I really do care about you or I wouldn't be here. Amen. And I want to see some good things happen in your life. And so we're going to get into the word. And, you know, we're talking about our enemy here, you know, facing a killer. And the reason why I titled it that way is because I wanted you to think about the seriousness of who he is. You know, he's not here to mamby-pamby with us. He's trying to take out Christians. And, you know, it's important that we know how to deal with him on a daily basis, monthly basis in our lives. And so it's important that we're, we, we, we are dealing with the conflict that he causes in, in our lives, praise the Lord. So we're going to talk about how to do that a little bit more today. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Now remember, it's a good fight. You know, you're fighting for your family. You're fighting for yourself. You're fighting for those who aren't saved. Think about that. It's a good fight, right? You know, this thing's going to be wrapped up pretty soon here. I believe we're seeing just the moving of the end time so quickly here to the trumpet sounding. You know, the dead in Christ shall rise first and we'll be caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the air. And there's stuff moving right now. I believe we're getting close to the pre We're on the prefaces of this thing. And it's important that you're thinking about you and your family and thinking about, you know, the people around you, you know, about the end times here, about who you can get saved, reaching as many people as you can. But uh, being ready for that time, being filled with God's spirit, you know, doing all the things you need to do uh, so that you're ready to go, praise the Lord, at that precious time. We know everything's going to be good for us. We're Christians. <laughs> Amen. Now, if you're not saved, uh, you know, you don't have great things in store for you, but you can get saved by the end of this podcast. God wants some good things for you. You know, you didn't tune in by accident. He wants some good things for you. And so it's important that you get yourself saved and get on with that plan that he created you for and fulfill that purpose that God has for your life, right? And you know, it's a good life. It's a good fight. Praise the Lord. Lay hold of eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed the good profession before many witnesses. Amen. You know, we, we were uh, at a service recently there and they were talking about the baptism or they were uh, baptizing people in water and all the people are celebrating with them. You know, it's a good time to get saved. It's a good time to celebrate being a Christian today, you know, in front of many witnesses. It's an exciting time. And so, you know, you, you want to celebrate, you know, it's a wonderful thing. I believe angels are rejoicing when you get saved. 
and we're rejoicing with you, you know, when you get saved, praise the Lord. So it's a good time to be saved. Ephesians 6, 11 is our subject today. We're going to go into this a little bit. It says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, he didn't say, you know, just get up and run after him. No, he said, put on the whole armor of God. You know, we have to be thinking about on a daily basis what we put on and caring about how we handle our enemy, you know, and, you know, you're going to need God. You're going to need him in every way to help you facing your enemy. This is a spiritual enemy. Remember, he's he's an angel. He's a fallen angel. So you're going to need God. You know, you say, well, I'll get up. I'll face him. I'm tough. No, <laughs> you're going to need God to help you on a daily basis. He's a spiritual enemy. And he's, he's a very wise enemy, you know. He's been around God, and he knows how God works, and he, he's working his plans against you. So it's important that you're in tune with the precious Holy Spirit. The 12th verse is, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take on you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand. Now, when I point this out, and I reiterate it again, and I'll reiterate it every message, you know, that we're wrestling not against a person, right? Your, your enemy is not a person. You may think just because someone was rude to you or that person on the job's mean to you or, <laughs> you know, or family members mean to you, you know, that, that it's a person, but it's not a person. The enemy uses people and he, it's a spiritual fight is what it is. And he uses those people, but your fight is not with them. Your fight is with your enemy. And it's important that we recognize that on a daily basis, you know, of thinking about how to combat our enemy. And the biggest way is by putting on the whole armor of God, right? You'll be able to withstand. Notice he even says that against at the very beginning there, you, you may be able to stand. You'll be able to stand his attacks, his onslaughts, whatever he throws at you, if you put on this armor and use it the way that it needs to be used on a daily basis, praise the Lord. The 13th verse is, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the, uh, able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand, to stand. Do you notice it calls it the evil day? Do you not believe that we're living in an evil day? You need to look out your window, <laughs> you know, flick on the TV. You know, we're living in an evil day, you know. And I don't want to give a whole lot of, you know, account of what's going on, but, you know, you need to have a focus with God, you know, make sure that you're preparing yourself on a daily basis so that you can handle all the things that you could face on a daily basis. You know, it's important that you're putting on the whole armor of God. You say, well, why do you say that? You know, well, there's people, you know, you, you go to work, you dress for work. If I was a policeman, I'd put on my policeman uniform. If I was going to go be a firefighter, I'd put on my firefighter uniform because that's what I have to do. That's what I do is my job, you know. As a Christian, that's our job to put on the whole armor of God. But we got Christians that don't put on the armor. You know, and you can tell it by how they sound and what they do and they're defeated. You know, it has to do with putting on that armor so that you can be successful and fulfill what God's called you to do. Praise the Lord. And it says that it'll help you withstand in the evil day. This is a special time and you're going to need this armor. It's a special time to make sure that you're, you're, you're wearing the things that you need to be wearing on a daily basis and having done all to stand and this armor is going to help you to stand, right? And you're not supposed to be standing alone, but you'll need this armor to stand. The 14th verse is stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. We talked about that. Having on the breastplate of righteousness and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all, taking the shield of faith. We talked about that. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And we said, and take the helmet of salvation. Boy, I like that one. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication, the spirit watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Think about that. There's so much in there. How much of it are you doing? How much are you applying today? You know, you can literally go through that list and you can say, well, I'm using this or I'm not using this. You got a checklist, you know, and you're checking those things that you need to have. My wife sends me the store, you know, and I'm like, hey, hey honey, te text it all to me. So I have a checklist. You say, well, why, why would you want her to do that? Well, you know, I don't want to come home and she'd be like, where's this at? You know, you didn't get this or you didn't get that. You know, I want a checklist so that I got everything everybody needs because I want to be happy. 
I don't want to have to go back to the store. <laughs> you know, a checklist is important, right? You know, for you getting the job done, you have to make sure you have everything on the list. Then, you know, and for you to get the things done that you need to get done on a daily basis without getting beat up and taken down, you're going to make, need to make sure that you have everything on the checklist, you know, on a daily basis. Make sure you have all these things, you know, and there's a lot to look at here. And you can go back and listen to some of these messages and have a little bit of a breakdown for each one of these things like we're doing today. And so that you can have that checklist that you're ready to fight anything that the enemy brings against you. You know, I'd love to say that you get up, and you never have a fight. <laughs> I'd love to say every day you get up, you never would have a challenge as a Christian. But I would, you know, I would be cheating you if I didn't tell you the truth. You need to get up and your fight can be so much less and your challenges can be so much easier to overcome if you make sure and put on this armor on a daily basis. You say, well, I had a tough week last week. Well, did you put on the armor? I had a tough day yesterday. Did you put on the armor? You know, it's important that we're putting on the things that help us to be successful as Christians on a daily basis, praise the Lord. Amen. So let's look at here a little bit more here at Ephesians 6, 11 through 12. And I'm going to go over this one more time because I, I like I like you to see uh, uh, the side of the spiritual side of this, you know, a little bit more so that it helps you to have the right focus when you're fighting your enemy. It says in the Amplified Version of the 11th verse, it says, put on the whole armor of God for his precepts are like the splitted armor of a heavily armed soldier soldier so that you may be able to successfully stand against all the schemes and strategies and the deceits of the devil. What does he have? He has, he has schemes and strategies and deceits of the devil. And it all comes down to he's a deceiver, right? A liar, but he's a deceiver. And that's how he, he attacks people and he messes up families, causes challenges for people on a daily basis. It's, he deceives people. How does he do that, Jeremiah? Well, we talked about that in one message, but I mean, he gets to, he makes you think, well, the grass is greener over there. Or you'd be better off not doing this. You know, he likes to get you, you know, to do, get you off track with God and the things that he has, the things to do with God. You know, he even likes to attack your beliefs, you know. Oh, is he really real? You know, and he goes after your beliefs, just like, you know, he's trying to form persuasions in you, beliefs in you. But to get you off track from the things of God, he's a deceiver and he's a very good deceiver. The Bible says that he goes out to deceive the nations. Think about that today. The thousand year reign, there's a, he's going to be let loose for a short period and he's going to go and deceive the nations. And he's been deceiving the nations today. That's what he's doing right now. He's a deceiver. And that's how he works. And that's his biggest strategy is to see people. And he's good at it. There's a lot of people being deceived today. That's why a lot of them have fallen to the wayside. And it's because they didn't put on this armor. And, and, and he was able to deceive them and get them off track from what God wanted them to do. So I like to bring it all down to one word because that really is who he is. And so that you can identify what he's up to in your life. Think about that today. The 12th verse is, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with the physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places, supernatural places. But notice he says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. You say, why would you reiterate that? Well, I don't want you going slapping people, <laughs> right? Getting mad at people, getting offended with people, you know, it's, it's, it's a spiritual fight is what it's all about. Now, people have a free will, you know, but like I said, it's a spiritual fight. It's not with a person. Ephesians 16 is what we're going to be talking about today. Ephesians 6.16 says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Think about that today. So he says that we should take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Who is the Word of God? Well, that's Jesus, right? We know that from John. He talks about that in the first chapter of John, that Jesus is the Word. He's always been. He was manifested on the earth, Jesus. He came and born, came as a baby and came with legal entry into the earth. But he's always been. He's the Word of God. He's the three part of the third part of the Trinity. And he's the speaking part of the Trinity. He's referred to as the word of God, right? And we're supposed to put his words in our mouth and speak in his words. Think about that today. His words are powerful. Boy, you go through the scriptures and you study the gospel, you know, he could say something and the soldiers would fall. 
<laughs> he would speak something and he'd call Lazarus out of the tomb. And some people would say, well, if he didn't call Lazarus by name, Lazarus by name, then everybody in the ground would have came up. Think about that today. You know, he called Lazarus by name and he came out of the tomb. He was dead. What was it? Three days he was dead. And he, and he calls him and he comes out of the tomb. Powerful to think about, right? You know, in your circumstance, you know, your words can change your circumstances. Maybe today you think, well, man, my dream's dead. Or maybe you think my vision's dead today. Well, you know, you need to get a hold of the right things and start speaking the right things in your life, right? Words change things. Words make things totally different in your life. You know, words cause things to happen. You, you say, well, Jeremiah, you're really big on words. Yes, I'm very big on words. God's big on words. He spoke this whole thing into existence. He said, light be. He speaks things into existence. And all of a sudden there was light. He speaks things, his words, everything's held up by the power of his word is what the scripture says. He's holding up this planet right now, this planet that's rotating by his word, <laughs> right? He's, he uses his words. His words are what make things work. Jesus's words are powerful, right? You know, you think about the the uh, centurion. He came up to Jesus, you know, and he was he was he came up to him and he told him that no one had quite like faith like him in all of Israel. Think about that today, you know, because he understood when Jesus spoke it, it was going to come to pass. He understood authority. He knew if he spoke it, then man, you know, everything was going to happen as as, as Jesus spoke it. You know, and of course, Jesus spoke it, Centurion went, and the servant was healed. Think about that today, because he believed when he spoke it, he had the authority to make it to come to pass. There's no higher authority than Jesus. That's why we want to line up with his words and speak his words into our lives. Well, because his words cause things to come to pass in our lives, praise the Lord. You know, you say, well, Jeremiah, I don't know about this speaking business. Well, you know, that's how you got saved. <laughs> Think about this today. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Think about that today. That's how you got saved, because his words are powerful. They cause things to happen in your life. And if you'll just come in agreement with his words, he's going to make some powerful things happen in your life today. Maybe you don't have things that are powerfully happening in your life. Have you been speaking his word? Maybe you haven't had some good things happen in your life. Maybe you, are you speaking his word? Matter of fact, if you're having bad things happen in your life, that could be you speaking words too. Yeah, you heard me correctly. <laughs> you're literally where you're at because of the words that you speak on a daily basis. It's important that you're speaking the right things. Well, the sword of a soldier here, it says everybody knows that a, what a, a sword looks like. And we likely have all seen pictures in movies of Roman soldiers carrying their sword. The swords that were typically used in Paul's day were made of iron and were double-edged. Like many swords, they came to a point that had a hilt and a, a, a guard to protect the hand of the uh, sword bearer. The Roman sword also had a metal knob at the base of the hilt, which could be used to bash an enemy in the, in the face or head if needed. So they could use this sword. Not only did it have two blades on each side, could cut on each side, but it also had a ball on the hand where it could, you could bash your enemy with it. Think about that today. Powerful thing, this sword. And you know, your sword can bash your enemy. It can cut two different ways. It can hurt two different ways. It's a powerful, powerful sword. Revelations 1.16 says it like this. It says, and he had in his right hand seven stars. Talking about Jesus. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in the strength. Think about that today. Jesus, he's shining in his, in his, it, it says that his words were like a two-edged sword. Think about that with him today. What does that mean your words are like today? You know, two-edged sword, they cuts both ways. It's important to understand that you say, well, my words are like that. Yes, your words can cut you two different ways. And it's important that you recognize that with your life today. You say, well, how can they cut me two different ways? Well, they can cause good things to happen to you, or they can cause bad things to happen to you. And I remember, you know, I was working in this warehouse one time, and this lady, 
in the warehouse where I was working, you know, and I, we, we had the doors open and, you know, we'd be, we'd have it open, you know, as we counted things and things like that. I was working for this company where we counted different things for them. This was years and years and years ago. But uh, I remember, you know, we were in this warehouse and it, it could be really cold or it could be really hot. <laughs> it was easy for someone to get ill or sick because the weather would be changing. You're right there with the doors open. You know, and we were out there working by the uh, by these doors, you know, and I'll never forget this lady said, well, everybody's getting sick and you're going to get sick. She told me that, you know, and I said, no, I'm not going to get sick. You know, I knew the power of my words, even at the young age that I was at. I said, no, I'm not going to get sick. And boy, it just upset this lady. I said, yeah, yeah you're going to get sick. I said, no, I'm not going to get sick. And boy, she got, I could just tell it was all over her, you know, and she, she would say, you know, you're going to get sick. You know, I said, no. I'm not going to get sick. See, I wasn't going to come in agreement with her. You, you say, well, that's just a small little conversation you're having with somebody. Yeah, but who are you in agreement with today, right? That's That has to do with where you're at today. Are you agreeing with what God has to say about your life? Are you agreeing with what everybody says around you? You know, you have to value your words at some point, you know, you know, it's important that you value what's coming out of your mouth at some point. If you want good things to happen it's important that you value your words that are coming out of your mouth. You know, you, my wife, you know, I remember when we, we were, uh, we had, we were having our first baby, you know, she was reading out of this book and had all these confessions in it, you know, about childbirth and, and she was confessing good things over our son that he's healthy. Well, you know, right before he was born, they were saying, well, we're, we're concerned about his heart, you know, we're seeing some things here. We're not sure about his heart. So we need to pull him out quickly, you know, so they didn't want to do a C-section, you know, and it, they were concerned about his heart, you know, but my wife had already been confessing, confessing good health for him and good things for his life, you know. And as soon as he came out, he was, he, he was very healthy. And he, today, he's still very healthy. Why? Because she was speaking. The, now, she could have come in agreement with them, you know. She could have agreed with their words and what they were saying. But no, we, we, we stayed in faith and he's, he's healthy today. And it has a lot to do with what you're agreeing with today. Are you agreeing with what God says about your circumstances? Or are you agreeing with what the world says about your circumstances? God calls you lots of good things. Did you know that today? He calls you all kinds of good things. And it has to do with what you're agreeing with, how this sword's going to work for you. The enemy would love to get you to cut yourself. This is a two-edged sword, you know. And he'd like to take one side of it and cut you really good. But, you know, you can use that sword to cut him, to cut your circumstances real good. And you can use that handle to bash him real good. But it has to do with how you use what God's given to you. Your words are powerful. I mean, they can do some great things in your life or they can do some very negative things in your life. You know, if you're listening to music today and you're not listening to the right things and you're just taking in everything that comes in with music and he gets to the place where you're singing along with it and just saying, you say, well, how do you know about that, Jeremiah? I had a massive music collection at one point before I rededicated my life to the Lord and I actually got rid of those. Well, the reason why I had to do that is because so many negative things were within that music. You know, I had one particular group I'll never forget. He would talk about killing himself all the time in the songs, you know, just repeated over and over and over. And I had a few like that. And, you know, if I'm sitting there and I'm repeating it over and over and it's getting in me, you know, garbage in <laughs> and garbage out, right? That's what my pastor used to say, garbage in and garbage out. You know, it's going to come out your mouth and, it's, and the enemy is trying to put enough of that in you so you'll say it. And so it's important that you're speaking the good words of God's blessings over your life. He wants good things for you. But it has a lot to do so much with how you speak those good blessings. That's why Coffee Confessions is such a great thing that we have that we do. And you can check that Coffee Confessions out. I was looking the other day. I think we've done something like 91 Coffee Confessions. So you can go back and listen to some old ones if you'd like to there. But we try to do a new one every Sunday, you know. And then uh, we plan on doing another one for you today. And we'll put it out about midnight or so tomorrow. But Coffee Confessions, you're just speaking good things over your life. You know, when I, I first uh, got into one of the churches that I was, uh, after I'd grown spiritually a little bit, and I went to this church, and then one of the things they handed me, there was a list of confessions. As a matter of fact, some of those confessions are in coffee confessions there. Quite a lot of them from that list. And it's, it's a powerful list of confessions that you can speak good things over your life, you know. And if you're not getting on the offense and speaking good things, what, what's happening in your life? 
what things are going on in your life if you're not speaking good things regularly over your life. Somebody needs to be speaking some good things. And if you can't, you're not used to doing that, it's great to just listen to it and get it in you and start doing it along with the coffee confessions so you're speaking good things into your life. God wants good things to come to pass in your life. And you can start confessing those things on a regular basis. You know, hey, I'm the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Some people get set free right there. If you have a, a sin consciousness all the time about you, all you think about is sin, start reminding yourself, hey, I'm the righteousness in Christ Jesus, speaking good things into your life. I'm blessed, right? You can remind yourself you're blessed every day. The Bible says that you're blessed with all spiritual blessings, right? And so it's important that you're speaking those things over your life. If you're not doing it, you know, you and you wonder why good things aren't happening, it's because you're not speaking. You know, a lot of the good things can be happening a whole lot more if you're speaking the right things over your life. You can't underestimate the value of words. Jesus spoke to that. He came up there and he spoke to that fig tree. And Mark uh, 23, remember that? He spoke to it and he came back. What happened? The disciples saw it and that fig tree was dead after he came back. And we see that Mark eleven twenty four there right before he says, have faith in God. And he tells them to speak to their mountain and they can change their circumstances. What big things do you need changed in your life today? What big circumstances do you need fixed in your life? Well, it starts with your mouth. You've got to start calling those things that you need to be speaking, you know. My dog, Odie, you know, and I've talked about him recently. I think I talked about him on a Coffee Confessions recently. You know, if I want Odie to come, I say, Odie, come here. And Odie will come to me, you know. Well, you know, you're attracting what you need to have in your life by what you're speaking and what you're, you're causing to happen in your life by your words. Think about that today. The world likes to call it, you know, was it the law of attraction? But God, like he already had, he, this is something that came from your, the Bible, you know, about what you're speaking and how it detracts the things that you want to have in your life. He said, life and death are in the power of your tongue. What are you attracting today? Good things? Or are you attracting negative things into your life? You know, it has to do with your words. Proverbs 20, 18, 21, and we just quoted that scripture. Death and life are in the power of thy tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What fruit are you eating today? What side of that sword are you eating today? Are you eating the death side of it? You know, all these negative stuff. You say, well, tomorrow's not going to be a good day. Oh, there's another bill. <laughs> I feel bad. Oh, it's probably going to be worse. What, what are you speaking over your life today? You know, change has to happen in that area if you're going to get any change in your circumstances. You say, you know, I remember Jerry Seville talking about talking to Kenneth Copeland when he was younger. He said, you know, and he was young and he's following Kenneth Copeland as he just started, you know, working with Kenneth Copeland, you know. And he said, he said, man, I, he was talking about he wasn't getting the uh, the things he was needing to get in his life. And he said, well, the problems with your mouth, boy, is <laughs> what he told him. But you know, and I'm sure that wasn't easy to hear. You know, that's not easy to hear. You know, and sometimes you have to look at yourself and say, is is the problem my mouth? Is, is it what I'm saying on a daily basis? Is it, you know, it's not easy to look at yourself and make change, but it's vital if you want to have any kind of success in your life, you have to look and say, hey, I need to change in this area. You know, pride has to get thrown to the side and you have to look and say, hey, I need to make some changes in this area. You know, pride is one of the biggest problems with Christians. You know, I, I love to do a book on pride because it's one of the biggest problems with Christians. You know, they're, they're so prideful, they don't want to make change, you know. And you have to be careful about that, you know, especially within families and marriages. You have to be a person willing to make change, you know. Or if you're going to have any change in your family or your relationships, you have to be a person that's willing to be pliable to make change, praise the Lord. This is what got the devil in his situation, you know. He says, I will exalt myself above the throne of God. You remember that where he talked about that? It was all about I, 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 I. You know, and if you find yourself always talking about you, then it's it's important that you start looking at, well, wait a minute now, I'm getting in an area where I'm not thinking about others, and we're supposed to be thinking about others, and it's important that we do that on a daily basis, you know. Which side of the sword are you hitting yourself on? Are you speaking good things, or are you speaking positive things in your life, and what fruit are you eating thereof? And we can always tell in our lives, what what's really happening by the fruit that we're eating thereof, you know, what, what, what good things are happening? What do you see the results of? 
You know, he said, you know, the tree by its fruit, you know, what are you producing in your life and what do you not produce in your life? That has to do with what you're working on every day. You know, we can tell it by your fruit, just like we can tell a minister how much anointing's on him by burdens are being removed or yokes are being destroyed. You know, the fruit of what's happening with anointing on his life, you know, if you're listening to a minister and you're getting set free and and you're learning things and you're, you're being affected by that anointing, you know. And so we can tell if there's an anointing on him, you know. And it's important that you you're, you can tell by the fruit of things in people's lives to know if, if God's really working or if you're letting him work in your life, you know. And you have to be honest with yourself and see if you're seeing fruit in the, in the areas that you want to see and your life, praise the Lord. So he says here, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So you can get good things from your confession. It has to do with how you see things. Notice your words can cut two ways. They can cause you life or they can cause you death. Many people are right where they are because of the words that they choose. Let's look at Psalms 45 real quick. Psalms 45. Very interesting here. I think I actually skipped down here. Well, let's go ahead and look at Psalms 45 here. Well, you know, James says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You know, it's important that you realize that you, if you know your position, your words can cause the enemy to get to be gone, you know, taking authority over him in your life. You know, remember Paul in the scriptures in there, they were trying to flog Paul. I believe it's there in the 23rd or 24th chapter there, the book of Acts there, and they're trying to flog him. And, uh, you know, he's out and, you know, and they, they put him down. They're about to flog him, you know, and he, he turns around to him and he says, am I not a Roman citizen? Why did he do that? Well, because Roman citizens had certain rights, you know, and he, he knew who he was as a Roman citizen. And so they, they, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, who are, who's this now? Wait, wait a minute. You're a Roman citizen about to flog him. So they went and brought the magistrate in, you know, or the person above him, the official above him. And he asked him who he was, you know, and so they, they, they gave him the rights that he deserved because he knew who he was and he didn't get flogged. Think about that today in your life, you know, knowing who you are, some of the circumstances that you face, you know, you can overcome so much easier. You know, like we said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You know, if you know who you are and you resist the devil, he's going to get out of your path. He's not going to cause you challenges. One version I remember Brother Hagin talking about, you know, is he'll run in terror. <laughs> Think about that today. He'll take off in terror, you know, when you know who you are, you know, but you've got to be a person willing to resist the devil the way you need to resist him. Praise the Lord. What? Where's your citizenship today? Is it in Christ? Or, you know, are you just thinking about you here on earth? No, if you're in Christ, you're, you have a whole other citizenship from a whole other country, praise the Lord. And you have rights and spiritual things that you don't even think about. You know, you're, the Bible says that you're seated with Jesus far above all principality and power. Think about that. That's your position in Christ. It's talking about that in Ephesians, the first and second chapter there. And talking about your position, you're seated at the right hand of the Father you're not currently right there, but he's talking about your position that he's given to you. And so you have the right to not put up with the enemy in your life, but you have to take authority of him and know who you are in Christ Jesus. You say, I, res I resist you, devil. Get out of here in Jesus' name. But it has a lot to do with you speaking and speaking to the circumstances with your words. Your words are powerful. They cause your salvation. They cause good things to happen in your life. They'll cause health in your life. Some people think, well, they, they may say every day that they're not going to live long, and they wonder why they don't live long. You know, you, know, you want to say stuff like, hey, I, I, with long life, he satisfies me. It has a lot to do with what you're saying. You can live longer than you possibly imagine or think if you're speaking the right words over your life. Praise the Lord. Well, Psalms 45.1 says, my heart is... Is indicting in a good manner. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Think about that today. A pen of a ready, ready writer. You're literally writing your future with what you say. Think about that today. You know, you prophesy your future with your words. You know, if you're saying, I don't know if this is going to be a good week, you may not have a good week. 
But if you say this is going to be the best week you ever had, you could have one of the best weeks you ever had. But it's important that you're speaking the right things to get the things that you need to have in your week. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's a bountiful, has a bountiful effect on your future. Your words on a daily basis. I have a, my own confessions. I have some, there's some basic ones we have online, but I have some of my own confessions, you know. And, you know, I love me and my son, we go, when we were going to school, I used to take him to school every morning and we, we'd, we'd start, <laughs> I would say I'm first and he would say it after me. I'd say, well, I'm bright, I'm sharp, smooth, good looking, very rich and a major blessing. Then I'd have Liam and I'd have Liam say it and he'd say, well, I'm bright, I'm sharp, I'm smooth, I'm very rich and a major blessing. And he might even add, hey, the blessed people call me blessed and the rich people call me rich. <laughs> Amen. Your words have a good impact on your life if you're speaking the right things. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. James 4, 7, we were talking about this earlier. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Knowing who you are and speaking the things that you need to speak. You know, using that sword, you know, getting rid of the devil in your circumstances is important with the words that you speak. You know, Acts 22, we were talking about that there, you know, with Paul. And talking about how he was flogged. Well, you can look that up in Acts 22. I actually went over that there and went past it because I got so excited about the word. And <laughs> I like to talk about the speaking things. But it's important, though, that you, you think about that story and remember who your citizenship is. Praise the Lord. Let's go on from there. Psalm 68, 19 says it like this. Bless the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the Lord God of our salvation, Selah. Isn't that good? Think about that. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the, the God of our salvation, Selah. So people that follow God should be getting loaded down with benefits. If these people here were getting loaded down with benefits, I like how he says that, loaded down with benefits. Shouldn't we be getting loaded down with benefits? You know, if you're not getting loaded down with benefits, what are you saying every day? Are you believing God for benefits every day? Hey, I'm getting loaded down with benefits today, praise the Lord. You should be looking for blessings every day in our lives, amen? And God's not a respecter of persons, you know, if he's going to load them down with benefits, right? And these are Old Testament scriptures. How much more in the New Testament is he going to load you down with benefits because of what Jesus did, right? But it, it starts with what you're saying, on a daily basis. If you're saying, well, I don't know how today's going to be. And I don't know if God's ever going to do something in my circumstances. Well, you know, you, you won't obtain the benefits that he, Jesus paid for with his blood for you. And I think that's very disappointing to him. Wouldn't you think that would be disappointing because he wants you to have everything you should inherit from him. Praise the Lord. Amen. He wants you to be health, healthy. He wants you to be blessed. Amen. He paid for that with his blood when he went to the cross. He took the, the cat of nine tails, of the, you know, the beating that he took going to the cross so that you would have benefits, you know. And I think it highly disappoints him when he hears people say, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be blessed as a Christian and I'm just going to settle for where I'm at. No, God wants you to have blessings and every day should be a blessing for you. Praise the Lord. He wants to load you down with benefits on a daily basis. Are you looking for him to move today? Are you looking for him to move this week? Are you looking for him to load you down this week? We should be looking for him to move and load you down. You know, that's why people fought over the blessing in the Old Testament. They wanted that blessing. And we have that blessing in our lives as Christians, right? This should be happening for you on a daily basis. You know, like we're talking about the, the law of attraction that the world looks at. They, man, they want to have the blessings in their life. But we have it as Christians. Jesus paid the price for you to have that blessing of God on your life. And you shouldn't be speaking things deterring the blessings in your life. You should be speaking things that agree with the blessings of God in your life on a daily basis. Amen. Agreeing with God. Is it too much to agree with him? Some people it might be. <laughs> you would be amazed how people, they, they fight so hard not to agree with what the word says. You know, the word says that you're blessed. He says you're healed. He says that by his stripes you were healed Maybe you should agree with him today. You are healed today. Praise the Lord. Amen. I am 
blessed today. You know, and some people say, well, I'm just, you know, an old sinner saved by grace. And he calls you the righteousness of Christ Jesus in, in, in God. Think about that today. You're the righteousness by faith in Christ Jesus. Not anything you did. I'd agree with that. But he did pay the price for you to have these blessings in your life. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 1, 3 is exactly what I'm talking about. Here it says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He blessed you with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Think about that. There's not another one. He blessed you with all spiritual blessings, and you should be looking everywhere you go for a blessing to be coming your way. I, I like those doormats that uh, Jerry Seville has. You know, he has on, uh, on the outside, he has blessed, has blessed coming in and he has another one, I believe it says, blessed going out. Think about that. It's from Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. You should be blessed going in. You should be blessed going out. Could you stand a blessing coming in? Could you stand a blessing going out? Could you stand blessings all week? Well, if he did it for those people, he wants to do it for you in an even greater way. Think about that because you're in the new covenant because of Jesus, a more better covenant because of Jesus and you should be looking for it on a daily basis. You're getting what you expect. If you get up in the morning, you think, man, I just, I don't know how we're going to do this. Well, you know, that that's what you, you know, you're getting what you expect, you know. But if you're expecting God to move and his blessings to come and you're speaking it, blessings are coming my way and I'm never going to be broke another day of my life, you know. I'm getting better every day. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm feeling better today. Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength today, you know? Well, you're calling for those things, and you're speaking those things, and you're attracting those things into your life. You know, and I'm not giving you some kind of, you know, guru <laughs> things, you know? I'm talking to you about scriptures and what Jesus paid for you have every right to have in your life. You shouldn't settle for less than what Jesus paid for and your life, praise the Lord. Amen. You should be expecting what these people are expecting. Let's read that again here. And as Psalm 68, 19, it says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth. I want you to think about that all this week. Think about that with your words and say in agreement with him, he's loading me with blessings this week. Amen. He's loading me with blessings today. You say, well, that's selfish, Jeremiah, to think that, I should be loaded with blessings. You know, a good father wants you to be blessed. A good father wants you to have the things that you're desiring. He says, delight yourself on the Lord, and he gives you the desires of your heart. He wants you to have these things. Jesus paid for these things for you, so you should be looking for them to be happening in your life, praise the Lord. I don't care what someone told you, that you're some poor beggar and that you shouldn't have some things and you shouldn't be blessed, shouldn't be healthy. You know, it's just, you're supposed to suffer for Jesus. No, you need to look at the word. The word says that you're blessed with all spiritual blessings. And that's the first chapter of Ephesians there. And I quoted that to you. He wants you to have all the blessings in your life and you should be attracting those blessings every which way you come. Now, if you're one of those people that gets up and you're just negative every day, well, and you, you wonder why they're not coming into you. It's because your words have a huge impact. And you need to be in agreement with what God's word says about your life. Praise the Lord. You know, you should say, you agree with Psalms there where he talks about the favor of God encompasses me about with a shield. Favor's chasing me everywhere I go. Favor's working out all my situations. Blessings are coming into my life. There's a scripture that says, the blessings of God maketh rich. He, you know, you should be attracting good things everywhere you go because of his blessing you know and you say well jeremiah that's that's you know that's out there that's really out there well study the old testament saints you'll see that god made abraham rich he blessed his kids david i don't believe david was just some poor broke person <laughs> you know you know and I, I don't think if you went and asked abraham if abraham was here and you stuck a microphone into his face right where he's at you know and say abraham how do you feel about god do you do you think that he's a god that wants to bless you i don't think he'd go no god doesn't want to bless you no abraham had 300 servants i think god blessed him pretty good you know and he went to be with god in a land that he knew not of think about that he went to a place he was to him not the regular place where he lived and God blessed him in all kinds of massive ways. 
you know, and God wants to bless you. He attracts those wherever you're at. He's going to attract those blessings as you get, you're on that adventure of faith that God has for your life. He wants you to be blessed so you can be a blessing to someone else. You know, not just so you'll have all kinds of stuff, but you have lots of resources to be a blessing to someone else. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today. Father, we thank you that we're learning about, Father, the armor of God, and we thank you that the sword can be used for good things and dealing with our enemy and our circumstances and bringing blessings into our lives, Father, and help us, Father, Lord, to use that sword to cut against the circumstances of life and let good things come our way, we pray. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Help us to do this, Father, and this week. Help us to be, Father, in a week where you load us down with blessings and we're looking for those blessings, Father. And we see how great you are because you are a good God. And I thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. If you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. Amen. And he's a good good God. It's important that you know him in your life. You might want to know of him. You want to have a relationship with him, walk with him and talk with him on a daily basis, right? Well, you know, if you'll confess Jesus is Lord and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. You want to pray that with me today? Let's pray together. Father, I believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Just say it with me. Jesus be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, I believe that Jesus has come to be Lord in your life today. Love to hear about it. Put it in the comments. Email me at Jeremiah S. Ministries. Me and Shield love to hear about that. And Liam, let us know. We that's one that's the biggest thing we get thrilled about is to see someone come to the Lord. Praise the Lord. And if you have a, a praise report, email us at Jeremiah S. Ministries at Yahoo.com. We'd love to hear your praise report. Always a blessing, you know. You know, recently I, I was uh, I was thinking about this as I was I was praying with praying here. You know, me and my wife we went out to eat recently. You know, and we went there, and uh, we me and my wife got our food. <laughs> it was kind of a strange thing, you know. And we were like, wow, you know, we got we got our food, but our, Liam didn't get his food. Our son, you know, we we're like, man, he didn't get his fun his food. And so we saw the manager go by. And we're like, well, hey, you know, he didn't get his food, and. You know, we weren't pressuring them to do anything, you know, but she said, okay, I'll get the food. And she said, well, hey, I'm going to pay for all your food, you know. And you think about that, you know, God's blessings will go with you everywhere you go. We didn't have to pay a dime for our food. We weren't pressuring her for food, and we were just trying to get Liam his food, <laughs> you know. But God brings blessings into your life, you know. He wants to He wants to make sure that you're taken care of in all areas of your life, you know. You know, and God wants to do that with your everyday things. He cares about the little things. Some of you out there, you know, you say, well, hey, I really want to get a, have a wife or a husband today. You don't think God thought about that before you got saved or thought about that in this plan of redemption that he has for your life? You know, no, God cares about the little things, you know, and he, he'll be working on somebody for you to come across your pathway. But, you know, he cares about all those things that are in your path that he has for you, praise the Lord. So blessings. Every day is a blessing day, and it has a lot to do with how you're looking for it on a daily basis. Are you looking today for him to load you down? Are you looking this week for him to load you down? I believe he wants to do that for you this week, praise the Lord. Well, I've enjoyed our time together. We love you. And we look forward to spending more time with you. God bless you. And uh, you should have coffee confessions tomorrow. And I hope that you enjoy that and, and apply it to your life this week. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.